All right, all right, all right. So there's going to be people here who don't know who I am. My name is Michael Gevin. Uh, I run a podcast called Jumpstart Sessions and have been in the video production world for a little over 13 years. And there is a meme, a post, a text that's going around the interwebs right now that says, hey, I noticed you were at the movies today. Just curious if you're going to edit it all as well. We are super excited to see the images and just wanted to know when you were going to send us the gallery. So here's the thing. As you see in my title, it says, you know, dear rude client who is upset at their vendor for uh, enjoying themselves around the holidays. Well, I wanted to use that to to draw everybody in here because I'm going to really take this from two sides um, and give you a little context to my background and how much this really, really resonates uh, for me. Um, and that is because I shot over 300 weddings in my career, filmed my first wedding in uh, 2005 and shot my last wedding in 2014. And late 2009 through 2011-ish, this is exactly the message that I was afraid to get like all the time, every day. I never actually got that exact message. Now I got various phone calls and emails and different things like this, but never that exact one. But I've told this story a ton, and that is always the message I feared to get. Now, as you read through the comments on this photographer's post, you see all sorts of angry friends and angry photographers and different people saying, oh my God, they're so rude, that's a rude client, I can so relate, I get this all the time. And the fascinating thing is that I get it, I get it. But I want to take a different angle and a different approach of this because there's two ways that I believe, maybe a few more, uh, that we could look at this. And one of those ways is that you can take one simple word, and that is empathy. And too many times we don't have any context on this because the other side of this equation, which we don't know from this simple post, is that in my situation, more times than none in my career, of the fear of getting a message like this or getting various messages like this worded different ways, is that I was the one at fault. Meaning, I had said, oh, I'm going to deliver this in four to six weeks, three to six months, whatever it was. But at the peak of my career, I was behind upwards of nine months delivering people's wedding videos. Now, that was, let's say, at the peak saying it was going to be six months turnaround time. The reality was that was still three, four months after I said I would deliver it and did not. Now, there was another post I saw in a different forum that said, oh, how, how, how big's your backlog? And this was a videographer uh, forum. And I think the highest one I saw was like 37 videos, you know, 37 edits that they had to do that they were behind. Now, in the sense of <laughs> not knowing the context of this, we have to look at both sides. And so obviously for any of the you know uh, clients out there, this is less for you and more for the vendor. But the reality is, yes, we need to have empathy. Um, and if you're enjoying this, give some likes and love. This is probably shared all over the place. So I don't know who's catching this live and where you're all. You know, if you go and click on my main name, I'm looking at comments there. I think it's the only place I can see comments right now. But um is that we need to have empathy. So when we see the post from the photographer, we need to have empathy for um, the client and just go, look, the reality is 
you know, they may just be excited. That's what it says here. We're reading so much into this post as if this person's super angry at this photographer. And we don't know whether they literally just had their wedding filmed the past weekend and they're, they're that excited and they're just wanting to know. They're not upset. They're not mad. It's nothing negative, but we read into it as if they're this rude person and super negative. And so have some empathy. What would you be? You just got married. You, you had this awesome photographer or videographer and you're so excited to see the work, Right? Now, the other side of this equation is, you know, the wedding happened six months ago, and because you've got a backlog of 47, you know, edits to do, and now you're borderline breach of contract because you haven't been able to find the time or, you know, there's a whole ways to look at this, but what I find is that more times than not, there's a lot of photographers and videographers that really don't love editing. Let's be honest, they, they really don't. I know for me... Outside of the same day edit that I did, I didn't really love editing. Um, and so I would get behind because I made everything else a priority. So I would do, you know, a same day edit and I would show that at the wedding, but I had all these other deliverables and I was kind of posturing and loading this package up and giving, you know, at the time upwards of really eight to 12 different other deliverables. And then what I found is there was a couple things. One, you know, that outside of the, for me, doing the same day edit, I didn't love editing. So I would do, again, anything and everything but edit. And it would just pile up and pile up until, quite frankly, people were upset. <laughs> and then they started to reach out. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate. And then what do you do? You'll stay up for 24 hours or whatever and stress yourself out. Or, you know, you got this backlog. So now it's just like you willpower your way through to get it done. And, you know, that's fine and dandy. But what I found for me is this happened year after year after year. Like I kept doing this and telling myself this story, which was really a lie, that I was going to get better at it. I was going to figure it out. But the reality was I wasn't. I didn't really want to edit. And when I got down to it, one, you can get help. That's a whole other topic, outsourcing, delegating, you know, getting people who love to edit to help you edit so that you don't have 37 projects in the backlog and that, that leads to burnout, that leads to you not enjoying what you do, that leads to this stress and anxiety and worry and all these other negative emotions that we get, you know, really uh, bent out of shape about. So you could find support. Or what I've found in my career is that when we find a sweet spot, when we find what it is that merges what our clients potentially love with what we love. And so for me, I started asking my clients, you've had your DVD for six plus months. What on the DVD do you love? And what I found is, is my clients kept saying, well, we love the same day edit. We love the same day. Oh my gosh, same day. It's amazing. We've watched it every week. You know, all these things about the same day. And I'm thinking, gosh, dang, well, the same day edit. I love that too. And you know, <laughs> it's, I'm thinking to myself, I got that done that day. You know, that's not the thing that literally I would, I would fear going to the movies. I would fear answering the phone. I would fear looking at my email because I was literally afraid that I would have somebody chewing me out right? That I would have somebody that was going to be super upset with me because they didn't get their video yet, you know, because I'm sitting here enjoying myself and I'm not working on their project. Like that, this message was my biggest fear. Now, like I said, in that exact context, it never happened. Various versions of it happened. But when I started to get clear that, okay, wow, my clients love the same day. It's also the thing that I love. 
And for a lot of you, I, I, had a, I have an audiobook uh, on takemia.com. That's takemia.com. And it's got my story. And, you know, I didn't have this title for this back in 2010. Uh, but what I ended up coming up with that I call it now, I call it the My Way decision. Now, the way I'm going to speak this right now is, quite frankly, sounds somewhat rude to a degree. Now, when I dealt with my clients, it was far from rude. And when I find to actually be rude and actually be a disservice to the clients, as I've learned now, is when we do things that we don't really want to do, when we do things that we don't really enjoy, when we do things that we're going to moan and complain behind our clients' back, that's rude. That's a disservice. So I also talk about this concept, and I'm going to get into the my way decision, but this concept of being kind of a master chef or being a, a fast food joint. You know, how many of you have ever gone through the drive through somewhere and said, just make me whatever you want? I trust you, right? That doesn't happen. And so what I found is that when you can become more of that master chef and stand for something and people start to trust you and you know what you are excellent at, the whole game changes. And quite frankly, competition goes way down because the amount of people who stand strong in what they believe and what they're excellent at and what they really want to do and explain that with love to the client are few and far in between. Most just let the clients bark all these orders at them and they don't stand up for themselves ever. So if you're enjoying this, share it. I know a lot of people need to hear this. Give us some likes and love. If, you, if you're interacting, um, you can get on my personal thing right now while I'm live and I can see comments there, but I can't see comments anywhere else. I don't know where all this is... Uh, is coming in for him right now. But um, so the thing that I found was that the my way decision said I'm going to edit, dress, speak, shoot, everything my way. And not in this rude, selfish way, but just in a way where I'm going to show up so powerfully to know what I love to do and show up with passion and articulate that to, the, to my client that I'm not going to offer things that maybe other people like to do uh, maybe other people are better at, but I had found the thing that I was excellent at and I loved. And when I did that, my whole business exploded. Like things really took off and I got my life back. I made more money. I had more freedom. I had more free time. And quite frankly, I loved what I was doing. And I wasn't so, you know, I just had a conversation with somebody the other day who was so jaded and so bitter and so you know, negative towards everything that they did. And because they're in that place of overgiving, in that place of doing things that they despise doing, but because somebody's going to pay them and they don't have enough self-worth, self-belief or self-confidence to tell somebody, I don't do that. And if that's really what you want, be powerful enough to say that I'm not the person for you. Now we're all at different stages of our career, but Again, when I made that my way decision and stopped just, you know, anything for anybody at any time, whatever you want, I'll do it. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Whatever. I, there was so much relief. And you could be scared because I would, you know, I spent an hour on the phone with couples back in the day explaining all my offerings, explaining all my packages, explaining all the different things to where it's really like I'm going to come and I'm going to rock out your day. And that's it. And everything you see on my website, I deleted everything that wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't a representation of something that I was super excited about because I wanted to showcase and do what I loved. And that, that languaging around my energy and you, you infect people in a positive way and all these things, it's because 
for a long time now, I say yes to things I'm super excited about, that I'm super passionate about. And for me, it has been a dream come true to do things that way. Because when we're being treated, and and here's the differentiation I want everybody to hear. When we're blaming our clients, when we're blaming our customers, when we're blaming everyone else, our peers, our friends, our family, everyone externally, it's as if we release all responsibility and we throw it on everybody else and say, it's your fault, right? My clients don't take me seriously. My clients take advantage of me. My clients don't pay me well. My clients don't, you know, value me. I'd challenge you to shift that from my client to I. And when you start to take a responsibility and start to say, I don't value me. I don't take me seriously. I don't trust me. I don't believe in me. Now, you're talking to Mr. Optimistic and Mr. Positive here. <laughs> so the reality is this is not a language in you we want to use on a regular basis. I'm not good enough. I suck. I, I, I'm this. I'm that in negative ways. But when we shift and take responsibility and own into this and feel into this and honestly take ownership, guess what? We can make a shift. And now the cool and the magic starts to happen. Now we can shift into I am powerful. I do believe in myself. I am enough. I do trust myself. I am valuable. Because when you come from that place It's amazing, whatever you believe in God, the universe, I'm not here to talk about all that today, but the reality is when you start to come from that place and you start to be super powerful from the inside out, not the outside in, not externally posturing because you got fancy cameras and certificates and degrees and even fancy work or any of that. But when internally you feel like you're enough and you are excited and passionate about what you do, right? How passionate, how excited can you really be if you're doing a lot of things you don't really want to do? And I get that some people, there's always context to everything. There's always different situations. And I I get that you might be doing back-to-back projects and things like that. But here's the other thing to keep in mind is that how much do we procrastinate and put off things that we are really excited about? Right? How much action will you take towards something that you're really excited about, that you're really passionate about, that you're enthusiastic about? You'll take a lot more action and people will be a lot more excited to work with you. How many times have you gone to a restaurant right? and the person that waits on you just got a sour attitude? Do you really want to give them a tip? Right? Do you even want to come back to that place? There's a sushi joint locally that we used to go to weekly. And there was one specific waiter that always waited on us. And he was a rock star, super amazing, always friendly, you know, caring, did little things, give us dessert for free, just all these things. He always got a great tip. And we kept coming back and back and back. He's not there anymore. We don't keep going back. In fact, there's huge gaps, months in between going. 
Did their food change? Not necessarily. What changed was the experience that we had. And so I would say that some of this is around managing expectations, right? So again, if you're liking this, give some likes and love. It helps the algorithm. Share it with a friend. Share it with somebody who needs to hear this because I get it. Like I get that there's an anxiety and a stress and a worry, but this isn't a message for the quote unquote rude client. This is for the videographer or the photographer who is stressed and anxious and overwhelmed, and this is a pattern. If this is your first year, you might not be feeling it too heavy, but if this is your fifth or sixth year and this is still happening, it's probably pretty heavy. And the thing we've got to look at is we got to have that empathy to not get so triggered because we're, oh my God, I can't believe that they don't know that I'm so, it's the holidays and there's so much going on and I've been working so hard and I got to have a life and I got to take care of my, I get that. It's true. You do need to take care of your health, but don't be so nasty automatically because most of us are so triggered and go straight to the negative on everything. Oh my God, they must be upset and irritated. Have empathy. They may literally not have an iota of like negative in their body. They're just excited in the way they worded it, which is why I don't like text and email and all those forms of communication because things get really misinterpreted. And if you're on my live and you hit my name right now, leave me a comment. Let me know if this is resonating. Let me know your thoughts, your questions, your concerns, your yeah buts. And uh, I love some fire there. But yeah, when we have that level of empathy and we st- And we also manage expectations. Again, if it's a week, they're probably not upset. If you're in breach of contract and it's been months, well, they might have reason to be upset. And again, what? how have you managed the expectations? See, what I did really poorly is I always, quite frankly, on the delivering of my wedding projects, never proud of this, just being honest, but I over-promised and under-delivered. Now, I, I would say... Whatever promising I did, I over over delivered on the day, on the same day at it. But when it came to the other things I was promising, I was over promising how fast I was being, you know, optimistic about how quickly I could deliver. When the reality was, um, I just kept doing other things and never got to the, um, I never got to the thing because there was a million other things that I made more important, that I liked doing more, that I was more passionate about. Um, And so that's why I put it off. And then when I got clear and focused on what I did excellent and what I love to do, and I eliminated the majority of things that were the things weighing me down, that were the things putting me behind, um, everything changed. But the reality was I would put a very optimistic, like get the client excited turnaround date. And then the reality was I could never live up. I, I, I wouldn't say I couldn't. I just didn't ever live up to that most of the time. Sometimes I did for sure. Um, but I found that I didn't want the negative on the front end. So I got positive on the front end and ended up with all the negative on the back end. And now, you know, in my relationships with my, my relationship with my wife and relationships with clients and friends and family, I find that I'm not perfect, don't get me wrong, but that over-communication has a lot more pros than cons and under-communication has a lot more cons than pros. And so I find that a lot that I do in life now, I do my best to over-communicate and to essentially um, 
you know, really do my best to manage expectations. So neither the client or I are anxious or upset or irritated or having no clue what's going on. And then we're getting triggering messages and all these things. Because again, I've done my best to position as more the master chef, not the literally you have no say whatsoever, but collaborative, but where people trust me. So I do my thing and I end up with people where it's all good. Like, I don't have to live in this state. Like, how many of you signed up for video and photo and all these things to be miserable and upset and irritated and, and worry and anxiety and not having any time with your family or your friends? Like, I know that when I made that my way decision, the reality was I was about to give up. Like, I was so sick and tired of all of it. Because I was doing so many things. Again, if you're on here, likes and love. I, I say that because I know the algorithm so well. And I know that the more engagement there is, uh, the more it fires it up. And this is just a message that people need to hear. Um, you know, So again, share it with a friend or somebody who needs to hear it. Uh, I'd love if anybody wants to say anything while they're on live right now. Um, but, the, the, but the reality of that is, is that once I did that, it just... My clients, the projects, my free time, again, my income, everything just got lighter. It got more fun. It got more enjoyable because like I said, when we, when we play the game of fast food joint, now the competition is so thick because everybody does have a camera. But the amount of clients and projects and things we've gotten in the last number of years where the client is complaining not about the product, not about the final deliverable but about the topic that we're talking about right now. And that is the experience that you produce for your client. Everything that's the soft skills, everything that's the below the surface. These are the things that I find that clients are the most upset with. And of course, the longer you take, the more mismanaged the expectation, then the more out of whack the expectation is because Look, the reality is if it takes you six months, even if you put it in your contract to take six months, whether it's logical or not, our clients think we're working on their thing for six months. They don't think that, oh, I'm getting to it five months and 15 days in, and then I'm going to knock it out in three days. They think we're working on it for six months. That's where empathy comes in. So the longer you take to get your things done, the more expectation that they have, whether you want that or not, that's why you have to manage it, but they're potentially going to have that. But we're so bad at confrontation, and I'm not saying I've gotten enormously better at it, but I haven't always been great at it at all because when I dealt with this back in the day, I dealt with it when it happened. I was bad at managing expectations. I had to throw some special sauce on the scenario um, to make people not super irritated and upset, but it wasn't good. And the amount of times I've had issues, probably 2012 to present, pale in comparison to the amount of issues that I had 2006 through 2011. And that was the years that I was playing the, you know, being a fast food joint, whatever you want, whatever you need. If I can point a camera at it, if I can edit it, if I can do anything digitally with it, I will do it. Designing a website, uploading YouTube videos, transferring tapes, DVD montages, you know, music videos, church services, funerals, graduations, 
weddings, anything, I, you know, hey, you're really the creative one. You've got the, you know, the ideas. Can you come up with the script and the storyboard, all these things? And I, I would say yes to all these different things. But what I found was in saying yes to all these different things, there was a very small portion that I ever became excellent at, that I ever loved to do, and that I ever really wanted to do. So the rest of it was just, oh my gosh, somebody's got a checkbook and they're going to pay me money. And so I'll say yes, because if I say yes, um, (laughs) if I say yes to everything that they want, then the reality is I'll get the job. What I found was is when I could play more the master chef and I could be more powerful and confident and certain and clear in what I do, then the reality was the clients were that much more excited to work with me. I'm not pulling a fast one. I mean the ability to say if that's really what you want, I'm not your person. And either if they already said they had somebody, which I've had that before, then maybe they already have somebody or maybe I can refer somebody. And the companies that I run around with who quite frankly have the most fun, have the most free time, have the coolest clients, the coolest projects, and make the most money are the ones who stand for something, are the ones who know what they're excellent at and know what they're not excellent at. Now, you can fly through a period of your life and a period of time where you might have some of those things. You might have some cool projects and a lot of money, but you might not have much free time or a life or enjoying what you do. So my goal in life isn't that necessarily we're going to live this 100% of the time things are rainbows, butterflies, unicorns, and you know everything's just amazing. But can we not live there the majority of the time? Right? The majority of the time? See, I think too many of us are in the constant state of if it's not the holidays and there's you know, backlog of projects because you've been working really hard for the last three or four weeks. It's the new year when there's no work and it's this and that. Like there's always a new something that's got you stressed and anxious and worried. Where's the next client coming from? This project doesn't excite me, but I'm doing it because I need money because I just did all these things. I don't, you know, it's just, it's an endless barrage of things. Um, all right, rock and roll. We got something in here. Christian Vetter. All right. Give some likes and love here. And leave some comments. I'd love to engage with some of you. There's a, there's a bunch of you on right now. It looks like there's like 20 to 30 people. Uh, this will be a podcast episode. We'll release tomorrow. My, my rock star Ash is on here. And uh, we'll release that tomorrow on iTunes and all other platforms. And um, it's called Jumpstart Sessions. So you can listen to this there if you don't want to catch it on the, on the replay. Uh, but I'd love to engage with some of you while I'm on live right now. Uh, but again, give some likes and love. Share this with somebody who needs to hear it. Um, I find older clients that I've had since when I started my business are more difficult to communicate updated expectations and more so. New processes. Example, older clients going email silent on reviewing improving videos for weeks, which is frustrating no matter how clear I spell out the revision process and time to review and or approve. So here's what I found, and this is a difficult thing to do, but we all have these seasons and times of transition. And so um, so Christian, in that aspect, uh, you know, one of the things that really transformed my life was the four-hour work week back in 2010, and then I got to film for Tim Ferriss and then Tony Robbins and Richard Branson and all sorts of other really cool people um, through the years. But the thing is, is that um, there's, a, there's a thing in that book about, he shifted where he had high income, easy to deal with clients. Nothing needed to change. 
Then there was, you know, low income, you know, low profit, uh, easy to deal with. And those are, you know, you can cheat, you can keep them. My goal is to do what you love. And I want to make the most money. If money is your thing, that's fine too. But you want to have people that are easy to deal with. So if they're high income or low income, but they're easy to deal with, you shouldn't have any issues. And you could potentially even get some of the lower income. You know, you really got to look at it because uh, are they fun? I mean, you got to look at some other variables because maybe there's a few you need to drop. Maybe it's just up to you. That's that's contextual to the person. Um, but the ones that are the biggest issues are low income, difficult to deal with, drop them. High income, difficult to deal with. Now it's where you might have to shed some layers, shed some skin here, right? We might have to transform. And what he said in the book is that if they're high income and difficult to deal with, you spell it out and you potentially literally like this is what it's going to take. And if they don't do it, having a willingness to drop because it's really about energy management. No matter how much money, we all can agree, I'm sure, if we're dealing with something that's super stressful, makes us anxious, it's negative, there's a lot of triggering, we're always irritated, that takes us away from doing our best in all other areas of our life. So just because you got somebody paying you mega bucks, but they're a real pain to deal with, doesn't mean you should keep them. And that's what he did. He said, here's what we do. And some said, that's great, no problem. And they did that. Okay, we carry on. We just got some high-paying clients who now um, essentially are easy to deal with. And the other one said, flipped them the bird, said, screw you, and moved on, right? But that next year, the business like quadrupled. I've seen this time and time again where when people are able to eliminate, this is what I work with with my coaching clients over and over again. When we're able to eliminate, right, the negative as much as possible, things are going to happen. But let's be honest here again. Two people, different people with the same experience that happens to them on some version, two people can give very different um, reactions to that. One, it ruins their whole day, their week, their month, their year, and somebody else, they shrug it off in a week, right? And they move on. So one person's trash is another's treasure. So just because it's an issue for you, this means an issue for everybody. And so what I found is, is that we do want to eliminate as much of the negative as we can. This isn't about being naive and, oh my gosh, there's not things happening in the world. I'm not naive to all the wonderful and not so wonderful things that are happening on this earth. But I got to choose my battles. I only have so much energy. I only have so much time. And I have those I really love that deserve my best. So if I'm giving it to comments on Facebook posts and that I don't even know and people I don't even know and then clients that that drain me, then I can't give my best to those who deserve my best. And this has taken a lot of work through the years and a lot of investment myself and my own personal development, my own psyche, my own mental state to get to how I'm talking right now because this hasn't always been the, been the case. And I'm going to just share something with you so you guys can even see a transformation of me through the years. In 10 years, I hope to uh, have a very successful business um, with my video production stuff. Um, as you can tell, I'm not the actor, <laughs> not at all. Um, I, I like to be behind the camera in front of this, you know, putting stuff together. An amazing 2011. I started with nothing, and um, I've just surrounded myself with really good people. And you know, anything's possible. I'm kind of goofy and uh, kind of awkward in front of the camera, because again, I like to be behind it. 
everybody, it's Michael Gavin here, and I'm super excited to be with you on Wednesday. We're going to do this video in 60 seconds or less. Thank you very much. Just kidding. All right, let's go at it. So I am fired up. Find what you're passionate about, but keep trying. Even in my trying to find what lights me up, I keep failing. I keep doing things. I keep trying so I can find that thing. All right, so there you go. <laughs> so I love sharing that. You, if you're listening, obviously you can hear the tone in my voice, and if you if you're watching, you can see me. So um, the person you're hearing, seeing right now, I haven't always been this exact way, and it's taken a lot of, um, you know, it, it's taken a lot for me to develop these new mindsets, develop these new patterns, develop this confidence, develop this clarity. I mean. Even if you just would have heard me or seen me more privately because I was less public last year on some things, um, it was crazy last year. I was super unclear and unfocused and uh, all over the place. So, you know, there is a light. That's my biggest thing. Um, there is a light. There is hope. And I believe and know that it's possible um, without a shadow of a doubt. It is possible to build your business around your life and have a life and a business that are very much integrated, that you can have a blast with, that you can take care of your family, that your family's not constantly like, where's he or she at? Where are they at? Um, but rather that you're, you're, you're there for the things that matter and you're able to get clients and work and projects that are a lot of fun and that are really enjoyable. And, um, that's that's the work that I do with people, and that's my hope for everybody, that the majority of the time when you get up, you get to do things you love, and you get to be amazing because you are amazing. Um, so anywho, that's, that's, that's my message for today. If there's any other comments or, uh, or thoughts before I uh, wrap this one up, head over to my name. I have no idea how many comments are on other posts. It looks like when I did the video, there's already like 10 or 15 shares. So if you're leaving comments on those threads, I don't, I don't see them right now. So if you click my name and pop on over, I'll stay for another few minutes. I'll be able to see your comment and you can definitely, you know, follow me here on Facebook. I post things on here. And then, like I said, I have a podcast called jumpstart sessions where I do a lot of solo sessions like this. And I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. There's a bunch, there's like almost 30 episodes out right now. And there's episodes where you can hear me coaching a creative. So, um, I love this. I love this. And I just, I love, I love bringing more of a joy and a peace to people. Um, uh, because I think, you know, we're, we're all can be really triggered around the holidays, depending on your workload, depending on what you're doing, how much you're doing, uh, and how crazy things are and things that don't even need any negative attention because it's not a negative situation can become negative very quickly if all we're doing is reading words on a uh, on an email, on a page, or the fact that we see a post where I got this inspired by, and my friend Ash was telling me you should do something on this, is because we see a post that somebody took a screenshot. Who knows what really happened there? We really don't know. We don't even know. Not to say this could throw up things that the person, I'm not saying the person's lying, but... Who knows what happened there? Who knows if it wasn't the girl and she said it was a friend? Who knows if it was really a friend or imaginary friend? We don't know, right? And so we read into all these things and it triggers us and we get all about it and all manic and crazy. But the reality is we got to manage expectations. We got to have some empathy. Clients have empathy for your freaking vendors. This is not a video that's been or audio for you as much, but have empathy for your vendors. And also clients have empathy for your, or vendors have empathy for your clients. 
and uh, do your best to manage expectations. Um, and do your best if you can to to talk or dialogue and don't let things you know get out of shape. And then, you know, as I talked about today as well, take responsibility for things and really look at things. Are you at fault right now? Do they have reason to be upset potentially? Or is it just them really excited? And most times they're just really excited regardless, but the longer it takes, <laughs> the more that excitement turns into other things. Um, but anyways, that's my, uh, that's my 10 cents on here. And I just wanted to get on here. And like I said, hopefully it brings some peace to some of you, things to think about, uh, mental shifts to, to have, um, that can hopefully in the coming years bring, um, just a new level of confidence and clarity and excitement and enthusiasm and joy to your business that can bring some peace of mind to your business so that you're not so overwhelmed and stressed out and having deja vu year after year after year without really making some changes. Um, and those changes aren't always easy. I can promise you that. I've had plenty of times of transitions in my career where these changes and transitions, they're not always easy. Um, but when you're not feeling it anymore, you're not feeling it. When things need to be changed, they need to be changed. Sometimes it's just a reinvention. Sometimes it's a complete metamorphosis, a complete transformation. Um, but anyways, regardless of where you're at, send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Um, either maybe we'll do a coaching session on Jumpstart Sessions. Maybe we'll, we'll talk in the future. Maybe we'll meet in the future. Or maybe I'll do an episode on uh, your question or your thought. But uh, I hope that you find this helpful today. Uh, as we're recording this on this wonderful Sunday, and we're a month out, you know, 25 days out from Christmas, and I hope you all have a super fantastic uh, holiday season that brings you tons of joy and uh, less stress and less anxiety and less pressure. So you deserve that, and uh, you and yours that are closest deserve your best, and so do your clients. So rock and roll, my friends. Much love, and... Uh, We'll talk soon. Rock and roll. Take care. 